Kansas. What do you think of? Flat, windy, boring to drive through? I once got pulled over by a Kansas state trooper for going 90 miles an hour. However, everyone else at the time on I-70 was going well over 100. I think it had something to do with the Colorado license plates on the car. Anyway, after a hearty fine, I thought I was done with Kansas. However, to my new discovery, there's more to Kansas cannabis than meets the eye. Today we talked to Kelly Ripple from Kansans for Hemp, a Kansas committee committed to cannabis equality. Kansas is one of the last states in the U.S. to have absolutely no adult use, decriminalization, and even medical cannabis laws. You can't even have a hemp product above 0% THC. Kelly takes us through the culture of Kansas and the roadblocks that he is currently fighting at the legislative level and what we can do to help. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everybody, to another great episode of Cannabis Nerds. I'm David. I got Rachel over here. And today we have vice president and co-founder of Kansans for Hemp, committed to supporting equity, growth, evidence-based, and sustainable best practices in hemp for all Kansans. And he's also heavily involved with legislation involving cannabis in a state that has a tight control over cannabis. We have Kelly Ripple. Thank you so much for joining us. And I just want to say right off the bat, what's one fascinating fact about you that not many people would know? Well, um, I guess, uh, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, I'm honored to, to be here today. Oh yeah, um, no worries. One of the, one of the, I guess, fascinating things about me, um, maybe I got involved with cannabis and hemp, uh, at the age of 13 because of science. And it was because my, my father told me he was involved with some, some cannabis research uh, in Kansas in the 1970s. Okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> it has spawned uh, to a lot of different other, um, you know, avenues and opportunities. And so that's, that's kind of the beginning of where this all started. Right. So it sounds like it's been a while. Uh, so you've been involved with this for since a young age growing up, and now you're almost inundated with it. Right. It's true. And I, I've been working for several years to, to work in the industry and be able to make a, a sustainable livelihood out of it. And, and I know a lot of people are. And um, part of the helping with the reintroduction of, of these industries in Kansas has been uh, really rewarding to help others get to that point. And uh, I'm still looking forward to, to getting to that point myself, but it's, it's been really exciting. Could you quickly explain how someone like you with not a whole lot of political background becomes so heavily involved with the legislative decisions in a state where hemp is almost oppressively controlled? Yeah. So um, oddly enough, um, I, I've, <laughs> I've been afforded a lot of unique opportunities in that I, I grew up um, in Topeka, which is the capital of Kansas. And my... Um, <laughs> I come from a long line of, of farmers and civil servants and uh, educators. And I kind of had this um, upbringing where, you know, you, you should be serving the, the greater good. And um, my mother was the executive assistant to four consecutive Senate presidents in the state house in, in wow. Topeka. And so uh, I grew up basically spending a lot of time in, in the, the Capitol building. And um, I, it, I paged a lot and I got to be in the chambers with the senators and all this stuff. So I kind of had a, had a, a background um, 
experience and knowledge in the political um, arena of Kansas. And so uh, I've, I've understood that and I, I've really grown to appreciate the people and all of the work that's involved with policymaking and its intricacies. So, um, you know, it, it led me to explore more. And, and I will say this also, I, growing up, I told my parents, hey, I want to be an elected official. I want to I serve people that way. My mom was like, you know, you don't have the tough enough skin for it. You, know, <laughs> you're, you, take, you, take, you take things too personal. And so what I've tried to do is kind of um, work in the outside areas and be able to influence policy in other ways through evidence and, and data. So okay, so that's where I'm at. Awesome. So quickly just explain the political climate as far as cannabis is concerned in Kansas. Wow. Okay. So uh, I can talk about this for hours, but for the sake <laughs> of time, um, we we're we're dealing right now and, and have been dealing with years uh, for years a, a very um, complex and complicated scenario where uh, you you have influence from law enforcement agencies specifically individuals um, not necessarily the entire agencies because they they just can't represent everyone of course but um, we have also a, a relationship between pharmaceutical companies uh, medical. Uh, representatives and particularly one who is from Kansas or I'm from Topeka. And, you know, lawmakers have listened for, for years about cannabis or, or what they insist on calling marijuana um, policies. And they're, they've all been based on just very um, not only driven pro highly prohibition uh, opinions, but it's just very cherry picked uh, information and it's not, it's a lot of misrepresentation of information. And so um, there's all of the, pretty much all of the uh, worst case uh, scenarios and or barriers and obstacles that you could think of as far as keeping the status quo and, and zero tolerance and prohibition are happening in Kansas and have been for quite a while. So um, it's been difficult to, to be on the inside and watching all of it because um, as an appointed member of, of the Kansas Industrial, um, the Department of Ag's Industrial Hemp Research Advisory Board, I was you know, closely involved with the, the development of rules and regs and approving licenses and all that. And I saw law enforcement just really throw up a lot of roadblocks because the bottom line is they don't want to see any form of cannabis legalized in the state. And it, and they it remains that way, unfortunately. Yeah. What are some of the misinformation facts that are going around that are causing legislation to and law enforcement to believe the way they do? I I luckily have some um, testimony from previous law enforcement um, lobbyists who who have submitted for certain bills, and you know they're saying things like, "Well, we believe that." only FDA approved drugs should be allowed. And, um, you know, marijuana is still a scheduled one controlled substance under federal law. It's, it's very non-state. They, they don't believe that state interference uh, should, should come into play. They think that federal law supersedes everything and that states have no right in this matter, which, which is, uh, you know, an unfortunate uh, misinterpretation, I think of, of what's happening, but mm -hmm. also they're, they're just pulling out, Really, um, they don't believe that cannabis is medicine. They they don't they are using opinion, saying, "Well, we doubt Kansas uh, wants to be you know have certain issues with um, businesses that secondary you know all of these things that we have seen in other states. Regulation has has improved, 
And there are a lot of less, I mean, Kansas being one of the last, the one of final four states to legalize any form of cannabis. Mm-hmm. We okay. have, we've, we've fortunately been, um, <laughs> in a position where there are a lot of lessons to learn from. And, uh, a lot of the concerns that law enforcement has, um, you know, child protection, packaging, all of these things, um, are able to, to be mitigated through proper regulation. And, and there, I will also say that, um, in this testimony, they stated, uh, one of the, <laughs> one of the largest significant costs that they're claiming is going to be rendering any drug dog trained to detect marijuana in addition to other drugs ineffective. <laughs> so they, they, I mean, they're just pulling out every type of argument. And, and the bottom line is, um, they're saying that legalization would not just encourage, but facilitate Kansas's descent into mediocrity. I mean, these are the types of things that lawmakers oh. do during hearings. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, I'm so, a little I speechless. Mean, yeah. <laughs> And we're about right. I mean, and we've been fighting this, this, these battles for years. I mean, it's just complete myth and misinformation. And, and that's, that's really why we've, we've been data driven and just complete science based. Yeah. It sounds like they are just playing by the federal rules and not really mm-hmm. listening to any of the science based facts that are coming out about cannabis and how it can be good for a myriad of different things. Yeah. Or all the good things that are happening in these states where it's legalized you know it's like they're ignoring and then you have you have the world health organization that says cannabis is you know it could be it's great for all this kind of stuff and cbd is great for all this kind of stuff and then you have the fda that says oh we need more evidence so we're not going to do anything sounds like kansas is falling more on that fda side of the table they yeah the the people who are who are helping influence lawmakers that is the the stance that they're taking but they also um i think could could help uh, by by connecting with law enforcement in other states who are are succeeding in this because the bottom line is um you know they're they're doing this because they can still harass and potentially prosecute people for for a plant here and that that's a big profit and money making i mean we still have heavy civil asset forfeiture laws here in place um people are still getting pulled over for a lot of different reasons but but that is that is a main one and so um they I think what, what they need to realize is that when you allow um, a, a decriminalization, a, a defelonization, there's, this is not a, 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 a taboo thing anymore, you, those law enforcement agencies will begin rebuilding trust with the community. They, they, and we've, we've already seen it with the reintroduction of industrial hemp. Um, there's been a major shift with how law enforcement officials across the state are handling these types of, of situations with folks. So, um, yeah, I just I'm hoping that lobbyists in in Topeka and in the capital will come to terms with what's going to happen. I mean, it's it's inevitable too. So just keep fighting it is is not um, it's not beneficial for anyone. You know, the only experience I have with Kansas, we were driving, we had a road trip. You know, we took the family across country, and obviously we're from Colorado, so we're coming back and. You know, Kansas is just one big straight highway, you know, from what we've seen. That's what what we've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, people are going, what, 95, 100 down uh, the highway. And we were going, what, maybe 90? Definitely over the speed limit, but we were going way slower than everybody else. And the state troopers pulled us over just because we had a different license plate that Colorado, um, the Colorado (laughs) license plate, you you know, not Kansas. So that's the only law enforcement. And it just makes you kind of go, hmm, 
<laughs> why everybody was going 20 miles over what I was going, like 100 plus. I'm going 90. So, yeah, it's just interesting to <laughs> relate to that on that level. Absolutely. And if you're if you're from Kansas, the odds of you getting pulled over and, you know, let's say you did have something on you and they they found it, they would probably just have you throw it out. And and because there are a lot of individuals are just they're they don't feel the need to to go through all the, the hassle with it. And I will I will tell you a, a, a story really briefly. Um, so there was a shipment of hemp coming by semi from Western Kansas out by the Colorado border. Mm-hmm. And it got stopped in uh, Salina, which is around central Kansas. The highway patrolman um, asked what they were hauling. They said industrial hemp. They gave licenses. He said, okay, this is clearly going from a licensed uh, cultivation to a licensed processor. Do you mind if I just see what's in the back? They opened up the back and he, he sent them on their way. So okay. there, there are, there are success stories out there. And, and that, that is just one example of, you know, people are understanding that this is providing a lot for our state in multiple ways. And so the, the paradigm shift is happening and we just, we need to see more of that um, at, at the decision-making level. Yeah. I just got to not give up and keep going on that uphill <laughs> right. track you've got going, but yeah, yeah. You have all making these, good steps. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you know, 40 plus states to uh, look from and and change legislation in Kansas from. They have a lot of learning and, you know, comparing, which is a good position. But again, one of the last states, Kansas, to do anything cannabis, like you were saying, can be a little frustrating. When talking about CBD products, there's only a few types in a saturated market, like isolated, broad, and full spectrum. And there's limitless options to choose from. It's hard to know where to begin. TheHempJar.com solves this with hemp paste. Hemp paste retains all the phytocannabinoids and preserves terpenes, flavonoids, and canaflavins by not extracting, but by using the whole flower and MCT oil. Super simple and effective. Yeah, this review from Kevin, he says, I love hemp paste. They use the whole plant instead of extracting only a part of the good ingredients. Their way of processing gives me all the great ingredients in the hemp plant. When I take it, I feel much more at ease and balanced after. It tastes great, and if you want to really have a health indulge fest, go to the chocolate bar with hemp paste added in. Millie says, love this product over oils. We've tried quite a few, and both me and my husband feel this is absorbed better and we like that it is the whole plant. The processing of the plant leaves a much smaller carbon footprint, which is so important as well. Husband uses it for arthritis in knees and me for occasional anxiety and insomnia. Works well for all of it. Hemp paste from hempjar.com delivers relief and delivers it right to your front door. Give it a try with 10% off any order with code CANNABINERDS10 only at thehempjar.com. You shared with us recently uh, a press release of a current legislative change that you were in or are involved with, and uh, you kind of wrote some of the language that is allowing cannabis-derived products up to 0.3%. Can you just elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So I was asked, um, and, and the work that I, I you know, am involved with with different individuals and associations in this effort um, <clears throat> So I was asked to create some language that could be introduced that would 
align Kansas statute with what is legal at, at the federal level. So as we know, you know, the 2018 Farm Bill passed and it removed industrial hemp or cannabis derived products up to 0.3% uh, THC from the Controlled Substance Act. So that's not considered, you know, quote, marijuana, unquote, any, anymore. Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, and, and that was, that was one of the, the main sticking points. So, so anyway, I, I, I wrote this language. It was, it was introduced. Um, I was asked to write some written testimony and, and I submitted it. And so that article that, um, that was published and, and got sent to multiple outlets in across Kansas, uh, that, they, they, that author didn't ask me, first of all, if, if he could use uh, my, my testimony, but he, he just used quotes from my written testimony mm-hmm. in that, um, you know, I was explaining what the bill was doing. The sticking point was that law enforcement doesn't think anything needs to be done. And the, the reality is we have situations right now. And, and again, this goes back to, they want to be able to, to go after people for, for certain products, unfortunately. And we have people purchasing um, legal products on the internet here in Kansas that mm-hmm. are, that are perfectly fine in all 50 States. And yet you, you can't have um, any, any products in Kansas that are over 0%. Wow. So, you know, my, my argument is that here we are now allowing farmers to grow industrial hemp uh, domestically. So why would we not be able to, you know, in, in not only allow, but encourage people to, to move into this nutraceutical um, I- industry and that affects multiple markets. And CBD is just, you know, it's been a huge thing. Everyone saw the bubble coming, has been watching this for years. Um, there's so much biomass now on the market. And right. pr- that primarily came from states like Colorado who, who didn't have any plant limits. You could just go there, grow however much you want. And it's, it's just become so saturated. But, um, you know, we will we will see how this moves through the uh, through the legislature, but there we know that we have to get on the same page as as the federal laws uh, regarding hemp. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of the effort right now. Yeah, that's something that's always the the gray area. The lines are blurred when it comes to federal and state. Where in this case, federally, you can have 03 percent of a plant anywhere, all fifty states. But it sounds like Kansas is saying, no, you can't even have 0%, like anything above 0% THC, right. we're going to confiscate or there's going to be consequences. And that kind of makes my mind break because <laughs> I can't really understand that uh, aspect. It's like an impossible standard. That Yeah, it's a dichotomy. It's, not, yeah, I don't know. So have you had many legal battles with law enforcement? Um, I have been privy to several, uh, that, that have happened in Kansas and, and in the border areas of uh, Kansas city with uh, Kansas and Missouri border. And yeah, I mean, there have been, I personally have not been involved with any of them. I just, well, I good. know about them. I've, con- I've connected folks with, with people, you know, to, to get, um, things addressed and whatnot. Um, uh, but yeah, no, there, there are, um, there have been issues where, um, people have been business owners have been questioned about what they're selling. They had to shut down. Uh, there was a store in Lawrence several months ago that got raided. Um, you know, and, and the other part of this is Kansas does not allow any flower uh, of the, of the hemp plant to be sold. So that has to be, you know, part of the, part, 
Right. Yeah. It has to be some, some other form or, or, you know, manufactured processed product from the, from the plant itself. So, uh, that is part of the effort to, to, to kind of change, be able to change that. And because the bottom line is, I mean, they wanted to, they were focusing very specifically on, on smoking and, Okay. The 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 thing is, there are so many other methods of administration. Uh, not not just you know talking about tea and um. So th- I think that we will see some movement on that uh, going forward too. Do you yeah. think they're looking at that? Are they more than more afraid because? Do you think it's more they can't just look at it and tell the difference between marijuana or hemp? Like, is that why that regulation is it fear based or is it monetary based? That's what I think. I, I think see, of. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the, I guess the short answer is is both. Uh, okay. From what I've seen, because I I have sat in the room of a committee hearing uh, in 2017, actually when when they were trying to get industrial hemp passed the first time, and. I saw a, a sheriff department representative go up and, and say, look, we as law enforcement officers in the field don't know the difference between hemp and marijuana. And quite frankly, we don't want to have any involvement in this. And I thought, well, wow. Okay. So they're, they're, they're not only admitting that, that they don't know, that they're ignorant. Uh, why would they, why would they be? Yeah. Like why would they be wanting to help? influence policy and if they if they don't know anything about that, i mean it was just a, it was a kind of a an enlightening like eye-opening experience to right me. and um so no we have been trying we've been trying to educate folks and and reach out and say look this is what the bottom line is in the, the whole thing about yeah there are technologies now you know that can um identify with lasers uh certain genes and and phenotypes and and all of that and it it is the the technology is developing right yeah they have something right. um on the east coast i forget which state but they're trialing it out where it's just this kind the of field. A, a field chemistry test where you can take a flower and you can determine what kind of thc but level it has is in to that. be such specific conditions and all this so i'm sure hopefully the we'll preliminaries get, are yes there. <laughs> hopefully we'll get it you know well and there are so many very there, what what i what i keep going back to in, in my mind is there's so many variables with cannabis because it is one of the most variable um plants on earth and so we're talking about how do we in enforce policy on something that is so highly variable this goes back to uh there aren't there aren't necessarily proven uh, impairment methods. None of that is is at the point of actual application in the field because there are so many variables and all that. You know, metabolites don't equal impairment. All of, everyone's endocannabinoid system is different. All these complex variables, and so enforcing policy is, I think, going to be. You know, it'll it'll be interesting to watch, but I I hope to to help influence it. You know, and inform. That's why I'm here. Along with that, what are your next steps in the process that we're talking about? What are you, what's your goal? Uh, how do you plan to get there? What what do you need to get there? Well, I'm involved with um, a couple different groups. Since 2015, I've been advising Bleeding Kansas Advocates. They're um, the the main coalition representing patients and and the medical community around getting a, a medical cannabis program in the state. Um, and they're on Facebook. And, and Twitter and they have their own website that kind of stemmed into Kansans for hemp um, and, and then the planted association of Kansas. So we, we are the trade association um, 
you know, helping reintroduction of hemp. And so all of these groups and, and um, there are others involved with us. We are working towards establishing some, some solid policies. And um, we've been working with a lot of folks in the state and, and others, and we're just going to keep moving forward. Um, we do have a, a medical bill that's going to be coming out. Uh, it will be hopefully introduced in the second part of the session in in the Kansas legislature. We're really excited about that. It's been developed through some really strong collaborative efforts and uh, kind of what what I was talking about using lessons from other states. And what and what then, specifically you know, is that medical bill? Uh, try and get it legalized medicinally. Yeah, yeah, because um, you know we're. <laughs> It, it has always been the case that you can't you can't go from zero to ninety overnight, right. especially in a place like Kansas, where it's, it's staunchly opposed still, and uh, by certain individuals, I should say. So, we have just been trying to work to at least establish a protective program that can be overseen by um, you know a, a state agency that understands and, and is capable of of administering such a program, mm-hmm. and uh, that way we can at least have that protection for um, our, our patients, our veterans, all of the, and people can come back to the state. I mean, Kansas is, we have exported so many um, resources, including uh, just refugee families to other states looking for this uh, protected therapy. So we're, that's kind of what we're, what we've been driven towards and uh, what we're working on right now with, with people. So you definitely see a, uh, a medical, legalization as opposed to a rec um not recreate well recreational and um decriminalized as well yeah so there are there are multiple efforts and and we we try to use the terms adult use because uh it it just gives a different um you know perspective on it i guess but yeah the the um the way that we're, we're trying to establish a uh a program and we've got a lot of people on board, especially this year because it's an election year. Yeah. And these lawmakers across Kansas, whether they're conservative or, or not, they've been hearing from their constituents for long enough now that they know something needs to get done. The problem right now is there is one individual who's, who's holding up um, efforts to ex- expand Medicaid across the state, which would, which would be a major thing. It's, it's been needed for several years, but the bottom line is, uh, they, <laughs> they're trying to hold this up because they want to put a constitutional amendment on the ballot mm-hmm. to say that, that abortion is, is, uh, illegal. And so a lot of efforts within the legislature bills and things that have been reintroduced and, uh, try to put, come out of committee, those have been held up. And so that's kind of what we're waiting on that roadblock to, to clear and that way these things can continue to be worked and, uh, and addressed by lawmakers. What you're doing is absolutely amazing and just very necessary. So where can people find out for, find Kansans for hemp or how can they help or get on board or yeah. How can we be supportive to this cause? <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So Kansans for Hemp is a, is a coalition and uh, three individuals. So it's a partnership. We do have, we're on Facebook and, uh, and on Twitter and I'm, I admin those uh, social media outlets. And then um, planted association of Kansas is uh, we're at plantedks.org. And, you know, if, if just reach out, if you want to get involved, let us know. And we, 
we're working to set up, um, you know, networks. We've, we have already helped a lot of individuals get licensed in the state and are, are working to just re- help rebuild the supply chain that, that was once vibrant. And, um, you know, I, I also, there's a cannabis science Twitter account and it's at green thumb underscore one. And that's, I, I share a lot of science based evidence and, uh, that's, that's rooted in, <laughs> and all the amazing things that are happening right now, there are just so many discoveries um, that are going on in the cannabis and, and hemp space. And it's just, I feel really fortunate to be involved with, with all of it right now. So we're going to put all those links in the show notes. Is there some kind of hashtag that people like us from Colorado or anywhere can um, help revolutionize like hashtag and Kansas prohibition or whatever it is to help you guys out and tag certain social media profiles along with that. That's, that's a good, uh, that's a good suggestion. I, I appreciate that. So right now, uh, the hashtags that are being used are hashtag free to heal and, uh, F R E E T O H E A L. And I, I, for, for anything related to hemp in Kansas, I use hashtag K S. Okay. H E M P. So, um, but you know, bleeding Kansas advocates is on, uh, Twitter and we're, we're also on Facebook. And so, you know, get connected with us. They're, they're all over Twitter and social media and stuff. So, um, but yeah, no, if, if there were, if there is a, a hashtag, like, um, I can totally see one for free Kansas. Or something that you know, right. this is known as the as the free state. So yeah, that's that's kind of where free to heal uh, came from. But. We just we need more people to step up from all over. I mean, you know, obviously in the United States, things are really starting to change. But you know, we just want to call everybody to jump on and support each other as we're continuing to fight. Absolutely, I, I appreciate your efforts. I really uh, I enjoy what you guys do. It's very important, and I. I I commend you and keep up the great work. It's our pleasure having you on. We need more people like you going out. So you heard Kelly from the horse's mouth. Hashtag free to heal will help. We're going to come up with other stuff so we can help you guys out too. But yeah, thank you for being a part we're in of it all together. this. Yeah, yeah, we're all in it together. Absolutely. So thank you so much for being on. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, Kelly, for sharing. In Colorado, like many other places here in the U.S., we can take our cannabis freedoms for granted. But just across state lines, it's a whole different world where people are fighting for legalization in some fashion. And Kelly is doing it the smart way, through science-based evidence at the state legislative level. We can help our neighbors by following Kansans for hemp and hashtagging free to heal and free Kansas and let's do this in your tweets of support. We're all in this together. You've been listening to Cannabinerds, exploring the world of cannabis. If you enjoy what you're listening to on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, give us some stars, write a review, and tell your friends. That helps us out. Real lot. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pod. If you want to get in touch with us, please go to cannabinerdspodcast.com. I'm David, reminding you to stay safe and to take care of each other. Thank you for listening.
So as you all know, we are cannabinoids, and that means we absolutely love bringing the cannabis industry to your ears and all of the details that come with that. But we also love your partnership and support. A lot of work goes into creating each episode and keeping it free for everybody. You can support Cannabinerds continuing to do that by becoming a Patreon. Becoming a Patreon for Cannabinerds comes with several perks like ad-free episodes, bonus episodes, and even some sweet Cannabinerds t-shirts and hats. To become a Patreon, head over to CannabinerdsPodcast.com. Click on the Patreon button. It's that easy. It's been amazing being a part of Cannabinerds, so we invite you to join us so you can be a Cannabinerd too.